And now for something purposely positive. Welcome to Strive to Thrive, the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. As we start a new year, everyone is ready to make a change, to become a better person, to live your life to your full potential. Now, Henry Ford once said, there is no one living today who isn't capable of doing more than what they think they can do. Friends, potential is a priceless treasure, like gold. All of us have gold hidden within, but sometimes we have to dig just a little to get that out. So on today's episode, we're going to do just that. To help me do that, let me introduce you to another priceless treasure, my friend, Julia. Julia, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tony. I'm so proud to be here. Oh, this is going to be an exciting episode to start the year with. We are recording this and it's that part of winter that's just kind of on the horizon. But we're going to air this as 2022, an amazing year will start. So let's talk about potential. What do you think is the most important thing that a human needs to do to reach that potential? What an amazing question and beautiful introduction. In my personal view, going through different experiences in life and having quite a bit of a journey, I find that potential is um, the top of the mountain that we can climb when it comes to self-actualization. As we know from Maslow's stream as well, we have different needs, we have different things that we need to do. But self-actualization is something that is really on the top. And this is where we reach our highest potential, where everything else we build on top. And when we become the best that we can be and we are living in happiness, fulfillment, and have a life full of purpose and meaning. A lot of people talk about having a life of purpose and meaning. And that's one of the things that I really love to discuss because purpose and meaning are really deep down inside what everyone wants. Everyone wants to live to that potential. Everyone wants to really find out what it is that they were put on this earth to do. So Mm. what do you think is the easiest way to do that? And I know you have a story that you actually made a change in your life to do what you do now. And I would love to hear a little bit more about that. I think it comes down to understanding that we all come from some type of conditioning in our childhood, in our schools, and what the society has conditioned us to believe about ourselves, who we are. So we've been put in a lot of boxes. And these boxes are sometimes nine to five boxes or other nine boxes. But in the end of the day, when we do this and we don't feel we are happy, we are not fulfilled, something is missing in our life, no matter how much money we make or how much we travel we see people that are really public figures they're super successful and they never reach that inner fulfillment so I think when it comes to those moments it's about really tapping into you and asking yourself who am I and what is possible for me 
So when I was at that stage of my life and I was in Sydney, Australia, on the 90, 49th floor of my building and looking out of the window, I said to my life, it's amazing. I love where I am right now and I have achieved so much, but I do know there must be more. I know, do know that there must be more to life. So show me, show me what is my purpose, what is like my passion, passion in what I do for work and the love in relationships. So this was like the key questions. And from that moment on, when you decide to surrender to that journey, it will take you on a journey of self-discovery, of really stepping every step of the way and seeing what is the next step that is unfolding in front of you. Something that you never heard about before, something that you never experienced before, something that you have not even been dreaming about. And when it comes to my personal journey, it was a lot of trial and error, ultimately going into something that I really, really loved from the childhood on, and that was astrology. Wow, that's like a complete change in going from one part of your life to another. But I can just imagine you sitting out there looking out at this beautiful vision of Australia from the 49th floor and just saying, you know, is there more? Is there something out there that I'm missing? Is there something that I need in my life to fulfill that? What is it that I was made to do? And as you experience this, and as you went on this personal journey, one of the things that stood out to you, you said was astrology, which is interesting because every day or every night we can walk outside and look up at the stars up mm. in up in the sky and see this beautiful painting. Really, that's how I look at it, you know, that God mm -hmm. has painted for us. But mm -hmm. it's interesting that you can find meaning in what's going on up there in the universe, up there in that horizon, up in those night skies, those constellations, that arrangement of stars. It's just a beautiful thing. You know, it, it, takes, it takes some practice. The, the first thing that came to my mind was, um, and I was also looking for love, and I thought to myself, when do what you love and love will find you. So I started doing different things from financial analyst. I went into real estate. I was um, Airbnb super host. Then I was a personal trainer. And at some point I asked myself, well, where is it all going? Because it's not landing. I love these things, but they are not really like something that I, I hold on to. And with that, I stumbled upon a mindset. And when I had all of these different things that I was excited about and that I was interested in, I said to myself, okay, I can go from A to B and try all of these things out, which is amazing. And you get to know different people and places and activities, but you're never really going to get somewhere if you try and, you know, okay, let me try this today. Let me try this tomorrow. So I really wanted to take my energy and take the time that I had and really say, okay, what is that that is definitely in my, in my body? Who am I? So personality tests, right? I was doing a lot of personality tests and I was going through different things. And ultimately at some point I remembered that everything is written in our natal chart. So the time of your birth, when you calculate the time and the, um, and the place, everything Everything is written in there. So the constellation of the planets when you were born is unique to everybody because everybody is born somewhere else. And there is no second person like you. So everybody has something very, very unique. Everybody has something very special. So 
I ask myself, what is special about me? Who am I? Let me dive deeper into that. And I think that also comes with being a Scorpio that I am. And Scorpio always wants to go to the depth of the truth. It always wants to look underneath the surface. It's like, what is this there? Let me really check it out. And that itself really got me to the depths that I'm now reading astrology. And I looked also in your chart, right? And many things that you do today, they're totally in line with your chart. So that's very interesting. Yeah, I I like the uh, always wanting to find out what's beneath the surface, because really, that's that was kind of me, too, in my previous career in uh, an investigator. I used Mm -hmm. to always want to find out what was going on beneath the surface. I had to dig. That's kind of interesting because that's what we're kind of doing today. We are digging in to the treasure of potential in our life. In digging, you found a lot of really interesting things about you. And I hear you looked at my chart, so you must have found out some interesting things about me. So that's absolutely that as we look at each other here, we're like, okay, you know, because I relay on intuition and feeling the energy between people. And I can usually tell a a lot about a person just from their energy. You actually, yes, it's a gift. It is a gift. Yes. You, and sometimes it's not a very good gift because have you ever been into a room where you're around people that Mm -hmm. are just down and you just kind of get that down energy. You need to get out of that situation and be around people who are positive and be around people who are going in the same direction you are. And a lot of times I see that in people in relationships, they're with someone maybe because, you know, there was like a physical attraction between the two people, but they find out that they're not on the same path. They're not going in the same direction. They're Mm -hmm. not generating that same vibration of energy between the two of them. And so eventually that relationship is doomed, but the relationships that you really want are the ones where you really feel the true connection where you're, both on purpose, going in that same direction, moving together toward true abundance and again, true purpose. And it's so beautiful that you say that because it happens to be that your Taurus, which is the abundance, which is the perfect love and also the romantic, it's actually falling in the seventh house of marriages and relationships. So, you know, it's our soul longs where it has its placement so you just beautifully described what it is and that is something that is so true to you now there are people that might gonna agree with you or they might gonna say you know what relationships is not my area i want to focus on career and that is their true potential this is their true purpose because this is where the placement is for them so knowing these things makes it really easier to understand who you are And what are your gifts? So for example, when I look for your chart and you have the Taurus placement so many times, is you seeking that abundance, that beautiful life, that um, being also having meaning. It's like also Taurus, right? It's like reaching the highest states. And the other thing that you have is very beautiful is your ascendant, for example. It's to connect, to be the bridge between people. And the way you do this is through your moon, it's technology, it's Aquarius, combining those things, being innovative, putting things into existence, innovating. And this is beautifully how you played out right now, even having this podcast, right? You're connecting people, you're bringing them meaning, you're, you're building these bridges between people, even if you are um, doing coaching, that is you. Mm. When I record each episode, 
the thing I'm thinking in the back of my mind is how can I serve those who are listening, but also how can I build a connection with my guest so that the people listening can feel that they can mm. feel that energy because if the conversation is going really well and mm -hmm. if it's exciting to listen to and you feel that excitement building up inside, you'll want to sit and listen more. And maybe as you listen, you'll pick up a little gem along the way that can make a big difference in your life. And I want to transition back to something you said a little bit ago, and that was do what you love and love will find you. Mm -hmm. I think that is a beautiful way to live your life because when we're doing what we truly love and are truly fascinated with and what truly give us meaning, that's when the universe, God, as I believe, will bring those people into your life where you can truly find love. And even if it's not a person per se, it may be just the love of getting up in the morning and having your purpose, living your potential that mm -hmm. makes life meaning. One of the biggest flaws I think people make in relationships is they put too much on the other person. Yes. And I, I love what you're saying. It's the one thing is really, if you really want to step into your highest potential, you have to understand yourself, your needs, your wants, who you are, but also make sure that you're surrounded by the right people. Because if you're surrounded by people that are not having the same goals or has, have the same desires, for example, you want to reach the highest mountain, but they're just lazy on the couch, it's not going to yeah. be successful. It's going to be a lot of friction between two people and nobody's going to get really happy. So seeking happiness also in the other person is the other thing that is not really working because you have to make sure you put your boundaries and really prioritize yourself because there are so many people in this world. And when you try to make everybody happy, I feel like the least happiest person is going to be you. Mm, so That's true. <laughs> I, I love that. I found myself in that position sometimes as well, you know, around people because I'm someone who really genuinely loves and cares about the people in my life. So sometimes mm -hmm. you want to make them happy, but when you spend too much time making them happy, who are you really hurting? So if you're right. happy and that's coming from within, you can really mm. put out that energy in the other person. And that is what will bring joy to their life. You Amazing. being your true person the person you were created to be so let me Absolutely. talk a little bit more about your journey then what were some of the interesting paths that you took along this way because I know sometimes we take a little path and then we have to come back because we're not grounded in that direction that we're going in mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. sometimes we find that we are on that right path and we are feeling fully connected and fully alive so how did you know uh, when you were going in the wrong direction and how did you get back on the right direction where you were living your full potential? I think it started in Sydney when I was far away from home. So I was born in Ukraine. I grew up in Germany, spent like 30 years almost in Germany. And one day it was a quick decision, really quick decision. I want to go to Australia for one year. And out of one year it was two and out of two, it was six. So that itself took me so far away from everything and everyone that I felt like I could be free. There's nobody that can tell me what to do. There's no mom. There's no family members that are going to talk you in or out of ideas. There's no old friends you hang around with. And the journey is we meet people that are very similar to what we have experienced before. 
So for me, one day I said to my life, there must be a change. I have to change. If anything in my life has to change, then I have to change. And I had, I've done it already like a clear line. That means old friendships, that means old habits. I used to party. I used to be like on the boat parties in the weekend or horse races or whatsoever was going on. We, we were there. We were, we were life of the party. And all of a sudden I said to myself, okay, it's all fun, but it's fun because we're also drinking and doing these things. But the next morning, I don't feel anything. And these next mornings, I said to myself, I want to feel every day good. That journey, that journey of self-discovery, when you, I feel like when you decide you want that, the universe is going to put you into that on that path and you're going to start meeting different people and you're going to face different situations where you have to grow. And I think the biggest challenge for people is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable because the change and the growth only happens when you get out of your normal box or whatever you feel like your life is. And that is when you start to really go toward your fullest potential. So for me, there was a long journey with a lot of ups and downs, with trying different things. What stood out in my journey was that I have met a mentor and that mentor was different than any other person that I have contact with or had contact with because I experienced something like a soul recognition and I never thought, never knew something like that is possible. And what it means for me is I started to be more psychic. I had my spiritual awakening and we had a telepathic connection. And that telepathic connection was a chapter of my life that my brain could not comprehend. Wow. I find that, that that's fascinating because sometimes uh, I was just talking with a friend of mine about connection again. And when you're talking with someone and you're sitting there and you're having a conversation and there's some people you just you don't feel that connection. But some people, when you really feel a deep connection, we said there's almost like there's like a cord of light that is between these two people. And mm -hmm. that light seems to glow more and more with the warmth of that connection. And Absolutely almost to where it becomes kind of like a big bubble that surrounds the two people. And I think that's kind of what you're speaking of. Mm -hmm. so that is really amazing. And the more people that we can have in our life where we can feel that connection in on different levels, of course, but when we can really feel that those are the best people in my work environment. Those are the best people to work with those people that I really feel connected to, because I feel that I can, anticipate their next move. I can know what they're thinking and have an idea of what they want to do. And when we have a conversation, it's almost like, I don't know if you've ever had someone where you can finish each other's sentences. That's always mm -hmm. kind of an interesting experience. So when you have that with your client, when you know your client so well, that's really when some magic can happen uh, in their life. But I want to transition back again to this box that you talked about, being in a box, because I think everyone out there is living in 
a box world. They wake up mm-hmm. in the morning, they're sleeping on a box, their box <laughs> next, to, next to them, the alarm clock goes off and they, they hit the snooze several times. They finally get up, they get in their box to drive to work in traffic and the traffic always gets you down. I'm, I don't know about, mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm impatient. I don't know if you saw that in the chart. I can get impatient. I'm the same. <laughs> In traffic. Oh, yeah. It's like, come on. So I finally get there. And then you get into your work and you go into this other box, the building that you work in. And you work in sometimes you work in a box called a cubicle all day long. And then you go back home in your box. You go home and you turn on the box that next box. Yeah, that we used to call the idiot box, whether it be the television or your computer or your games or whatever. And then you go back to bed and you live every day like. Another thing that you mentioned, every day is like that morning after where you're just Mm -hmm. not feeling it. And Mm -hmm. what people want is to wake up in the morning and say, this day, this is for me. This is what I want. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to live to my potential. So the biggest thing that we can do is to help someone to transform their lives, to make that transition to when they're not living the box life and they're living that life of potential. You know, your words, the way you just described this is so powerful because I used to be in that box just a few years ago, four years ago, I used to be in this box and knowing how much is possible when you really surrender and you believe that with your mind, with your thoughts, you can create a whole different life. And when you surrender to that idea that everything is possible and that you can get out of that box any day like this, and then your life changes so much. And just listening to you, remembering how it felt and how I feel every day today, it's a whole different life. It's totally the opposite and I could not imagine I could not imagine going back to that life like I would do everything in anything to really continue doing what I'm doing today is it being of purpose to other people is it creating the life of my dreams is it stepping into my potential every day more and more and really truly living because that box is not living it's exactly. um, I love that quote. I've seen a couple of days ago. We're going a little bit off topic, but I want to mention it. It's like in the last year, we're speaking of COVID, the most part of the body that was washed were not the hands. It was the brain. Ah, interesting. So- <laughs> I, agree. I, I agree with that. <laughs> so imagine that that is happening all the, all the time. And it's scary. It is scary how many people are out there and believe that that is their life. They have no idea of what is, what is their potential. They have no idea how much power, strength they have, what, uh, what they can achieve in their lives, that they can maybe leave a legacy and they just go and just say, oh my God, that again, I have to face that, that boss again. Oh my God, after work, let me have some beers, let me have a drink because I can't handle what I just went through the whole day. I used to live for the weekend because of that. Mm-hmm. And now live for every day and I don't need the weekend. One of the things that I have adapted is the motto of going to live your life like every day is Friday. Mm-hmm. Because every day <laughs> you have that expectation that something wonderful is about to happen. Mm. That's mm-hmm. the way to live your life. And that's what you really want to surrender to. 
you talked mm-hmm. about with your thoughts, you can create mm-hmm. your ideal mm-hmm. life. And everyone mm-hmm. has to have the ability to dream. And mm-hmm. when we release those dreams and start working on them to say, okay, now how can I make this dream real? And yeah. that, that's when the magic happens. But it all starts with one thing and it begins with the letter D and that is a decision. Julia, you made a decision that you didn't want to live in that box life. You went out there and you took action. So you go from a decision to taking decisive action. Mm -hmm. And then there's another word that starts with a D it's determination. And when Mm -hmm. we have that determination, that is what propels us forward. And that is what will take us eventually to our full potential. It will. I do trust it. And I do trust that I was not spiritual at all. When I stood there, when I had that feeling there must be more to life, I was not spiritual. But I had a spiritual awakening a year later on my 33rd birthday. It was a surprise from the universe, right? So I do believe there are many people, there are many new souls and babies that are born already more conscious than the humanity has seen ever before. They're more awakened. And that is just a transition into the new age, right? So ultimately, we all, or not all, but so many of us are going to be gravitating towards that. And I personally, for example, one of my dreams, and that is my mission personally in life, is to give people the access to, to to be able to know that when you do whatever you love, when you do whatever you are passionate about, and you're in your purpose, you can create the life of your dreams. And I would love, I would love everybody to do what they love because the quality of the service you receive is a whole different level. Somebody that is passionate even about selling shoes and somebody who is just doing that for the money or just because they need to pay bills is a different experience for the person who wants the shoes. Yeah. You know, you mentioned real estate before, and that's another thing that we have in common because I, at one point in my life, before I became an investigator, I was involved in real estate for a little bit of time. So I was in my early 20s at the time, which is a tough time to get people to trust you in the real estate market. But one of the things I really liked, I liked real estate because I liked going in and looking at houses and I liked matching Mm. the person with the house. And I thought that was an Mm -hmm. exciting thing. So just like when you mentioned that person selling shoes who loves the shoes, that's the person you want to buy from. The real Mm -hmm. estate person that you're going to want to buy from is not someone who's just in it for the money, but who's in it to really match up these things that go together. And when two things go together, whether it be a person and that perfect house is, uh, or the person and their perfect shoes. I have a feeling, Julia, that you have uh, maybe one or two pair in your closet. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think when it comes to this, it's, it's the feeling that we get because we people, we buy the feeling and we want to feel good. So why people are drinking and taking substances and are addicted to anything else? Because ultimately they're seeking the feeling good moment, but they don't really question how can I have that every day? So when you go there and you look at this amazing property and uh, the real estate agent is showing you and he's passionate about everything and or she and you get the energy, you get the vibe, you get 
you get that excitement and you feel good and you trust this person and you go back home and you say, I want this house. That conversation was one of the best conversations I had. So ultimately we want to feel good. And the more we feel good, the more abundant we get in life, the more pleasure we have in life, the more can we achieve in our lives. Where is the person who doesn't care and we have so many in the box that don't care. And then we ask ourselves, why is everybody so miserable? Why is the way to work already costing you so much that you get totally annoyed here, right? Because everybody is just operating in that system that is not fulfilling, that is not going anywhere. Unfortunately, the social conditioning is structured that way. Yes. So we want to wake up from this. Yes, we wake up and break free from, from that structure. Exactly. And I love what you said about what people want is to feel good. They want the feeling. Mm -hmm. And in my mm -hmm. sales training, when I train people in sales, that's the first thing I tell them. They're not buying what you're selling them. They're buying the feeling that they get when they buy it. And mm -hmm. so many people don't understand that. And that's really, really important. They want those good feelings. And whether that be a house, a car, a pair of mm -hmm. shoes, uh, even a coaching program or uh, a course that they take, yeah. they want to have that feeling that they get out of it. So that's something that I think people really need to focus on. So when we're trying to come up with our potential, when we're digging for that gold, Part of that is to discover what feelings, what mm -hmm. makes us feel good, what makes us feel like we're living in that right flow. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you're totally on point because when we feel good, when we are aligned with who we are, then life starts to become good. So there are people that are making just a little bit of money, but they're so, so happy. And that is their life. And then there are people, they love what they do and they want to have a lot of money. And that also makes them happy. But ultimately, it's the feeling that we want to have inside because we, have, we know so many millionaires and billionaires and public figures, they have the money, but they are not happy. And then as we've seen last year, there are so many people that quit on themselves and suicide, right? Yeah. So it's, it's because this feeling is still empty, right? Right. And we want to feel, we want to, we want to fill that gap that is empty by being who we truly are and discovering who we are. And that discovery takes, takes a lot of courage, it takes from, in my experience, it takes really knowing that it's okay to say no to people. It's okay to break friendships or to walk away from friendships. It's okay to break away from people that are not comfortable you doing something else that nobody else had the courage to exactly that's the energy that will make us come alive that's the mm. right energy to have that energy of going to work and every single thing is annoying to us whether it's the car pulling in front of us in traffic or the red light that we catch all those mm -hmm. things make us feel uncomfortable make us feel bad but it all boils down to are we living the life that we were meant to live really once you find that you're living that life that's when you begin to feel much better about yourself but again you have to make that decision and you have to take that mm. first step and it may be uncomfortable mm -hmm. but it's worth it absolutely 
if it's if it's okay, I'm just gonna go a little bit deeper on this topic because that's the scope we're in here, right? Because that is like when I started this conversation with the Maslow's hierarchy, it's like the first is like the basic needs, the food, the shelter, the warmth, right? All of these stuff. And the next one, we go into psychological needs, right? We want to belong somewhere. We want to want to have safety. We also want to know that we we are worthy of things. We have the self-esteem and the confidence and we are good enough. So this when we start to really walk up that scale and say, like, okay, let me let me check out what is there? What are the people talking about? Let, how, how do I do this? We start to face our fears. We start to face our beliefs and self-sabotage and all of these things that we all have. There's no person that has just, oh, no, I, I don't have any of that, right? We all have that. And that is the work that we have to do with ourselves. It's psychological, it's subconscious. And I truly believe that many people don't know that there is help and that is normal because there is no success without the failure because we cannot, we cannot measure success as everything is working out and it's going to get boring. And if everything would be working out, everybody would be doing that. I love that. I love what you said about failure because I think sometimes we look at failure as a bad thing, but sometimes mm. failure is a good thing because it teaches us a lesson. This is not so the way to do this. And there's so many lessons that we can learn from that. Let me ask if people were uh, looking to reach out to you, Julia, what would be the best way to do that? Well, I'm doing coaching and I'm doing astrology reading. So I'm helping people to really see what the soul is longing, where is the destiny? And I read their chart. So I help them with that. It's uh, julianagutova.com. You can get a reading with me. And uh, for the next step, for those that are really like yes hell yes I want to do this I coach them on the path to really becoming that person to really stepping into that potential and leaving the legacy that you want on this planet yes that legacy that that's what we leave behind and that Mm -hmm. is what I think everyone really wants to create wants to leave a little bit of they want to feel like their being on this earth meant something and absolutely And that usually doesn't involve just getting up and going to work every day and living your life for the weekend. It's only two days of a seven, right? So exactly. Last question I'm going to ask today, because uh, now I'm going to have to have you back because you were bringing up about overcoming fears a little while ago. And Mm. I think that would be an excellent topic. So we'll have to Mm. come back and and explore that in the future. But in the meantime, let me ask you the question I ask all my guests on the show. And that is what does being purposely positive mean to you? Purposely positive. I do believe that purposely positive is really enjoying every moment of your life. Every day. It's not about ah, this wasn't good and that, no, no, no. It's like, I love that this happened and I appreciate these small things. Being positive about life, celebrating life. Celebrating is like your birthday, like Christmas, like New Year's Eve, right? Because every moment is important. And when we go through ups and downs, we start to really appreciate what we have. And unfortunately, many people only learn from the rock bottom. So purposefully positive for me, it's be positive on purpose every single day. And make every moment count. Yes, that is is so true. Yes. So Mm -hmm. when we just think about what would it be like to wake up every day and fall in love with the person in the mirror? Mm. 
that would be it's a great topic. For... That would be a great topic. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 but that has that is a bit about what you said about being purposely positive, because, you know, you love yourself. And when you love yourself, you can truly love others. Yeah. And I'm saying it's a great topic because to get to that point, maybe people, many people have to work on themselves quite a lot because they forgot or never learned how to love themselves. And I think before, that's what's hindering them. Before we close, what's that website again for people if they want to reach out? JuliaNagutova.com. Thank you, Maybe Julia. you can write it out. Yeah. Yes, it'll be written out in the Facebook group and, of course, on the podcast notes. So uh, mm -hmm. I'll post the website there as well. Julia, this has been a pleasure, and we will have to come back and have another discussion again real soon. Thank you, Tony. It was amazing. I really enjoyed talking to you, and I'd love to come back. And you've been listening to Strive to Thrive the Purposely Positive Podcast, brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. And you know, you might be out there in the world wondering, where is your potential? Where can I go to feel that I'm truly living a successful life? Well, I have a free resource at TonyWCoaching.com, an ebook, Strive to Thrive. And if you download that, that will help you on living that purposely positive life.